people around the world, back again with my podcast, 24-7 Serotonin Boost with Chacha, and your host here, Chacha. <laughs> okay, so for today's episode, I'll be talking about how beautiful is our country, Indonesia, and I'll be talking about the specific, like, place like a region in indonesia and like a tradition that i picked to actually like explain to you guys and uh what i think about it is like really cool about this one specific tradition and before i actually like explain about that one specific tradition i'll i am from uh, padang which is west sumatra Yes, I'm from there. Both of my parents are uh, from Padang, and our culture name is Minangkabau. Um, and before that, I'll be like explaining like the background of like Minangkabau culture. So the Minangkabau tradition and culture is like it was developed until today, and it is also a result of a cultural revolution. And the Cultural Revolution in the Minang tribe occurred after the Padre War in 1837. And the beginning of the Minangkabau culture, uh, the Minang community embraced a culture that was characterized by animism and dynamism. And however, since traders from the Middle East began to enter Sumatra, Minang culture was heavily influenced by Islamic values. And, 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 And like um, traditional leaders and clever intellectuals made an agreement in Bukit Marapalam. They built an agreement, and since then the Minang culture is based on Islamic laws. It's like interesting how, as I'm also um, Islam, so like it's really nice how to know my culture, like the background of it. It is based on an Islamic law. And I never really knew, so actually this is my first time knowing it. <laughs> and okay, so for like there are a lot of traditions, like after the agreement was like being made, and one of like the Islamic uh, traditions that I picked, what I think is like very, um, very unique, is called the Tabuik party. Public, public party is the remembrance of the uh, Prophet Muhammad's grandchild, the the day of his death, which is uh, Imam Imam Hussein. He died in the Battle of Karbala in 680 CE. I don't know what CE is. Is it century? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, the actually the whole globe. Like a lot of countries, also like remember his death by like theoretical, theatrical sorry, theatrical reenactments, processions, public flagellations, and religion sites. But however, in Indonesia or specifically in in uh, West Sumatra and like the city there is called Pariaman they celebrated by 
uh, through a diverse performance and ritual traditions, and including dance and body percussion. And um, the Tabuk party is held on the 10th of Muharram, which is the first month of the Islamic calendar. And it is also like very famous through like tourism and like trade so like they can actually like see um people from Pariaman do their tradition which is like really cool and okay so before the ceremony or like the tradition um they make this thing called tabuik okay tabuik itself is an upright standing coffin built from bamboo rattan 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 <laughs> cloth and paper decorated with eight umble- umbrella sized handcraft flowers mm, interesting it is also placed above a statue of a borak borak is it is it like burak or borak Okay, I don't really know how to say this, but from what I know is like it's called burok in Indonesian. And look okay, at burok, a powerful steed with broad wings and head of smiling girl. Okay, very interesting. And a tabuik edifice has three levels and can exceed 15 meters in height and 500 kilograms in weight. It's pretty tall and pretty heavy and the base level features long wooden poles and enable a group of men to carry it while dancing and performing a mock battle with another tabuik oh okay okay it's pretty cool here okay so according to legend a boar collected the scattered parts of the bodies of Hussein and his brother Hassan after the battle of Karbala and carried them to the sky. One version of the story says that during Hussein's ascent, ascent, sorry, ascent to heaven, one of his followers asked him to borak to him off as well. Yes. And in another version, a sepoy ancestor managed to hang on to the chariot. Chariot. I'm sorry, I'm reading this. Chariot as it begins ascent to heaven. In both versions, the Borak denied the devotees' wishes to make the journey with Hussein and ordered them to build a tabuik every year to commemorate Hussein's death. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, there are like two versions, which is the, uh, like what I read previously. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's what like the 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 story is about about like the tabuik and how it is like made to actually that to like do that theory like both theories and okay the the construction of tabuik only takes 10 days oh my god that's so fast honestly that is fast for like making a 15 meter high like coffin (laughs) that's like and it's really heavy like wow how do you carry those (laughs) and um 
con- here. The commencing on the first of Muharram, two tabuik cenotaphs are assembled in preparations for the final procession. Construction begins with the collection of earth from Subarang and Pasar land. Okay, okay. From what I read, like two articles is is that like there's like two um two people not two, yeah two like group of people uh two group of people like making the tabuik it's not like like the the people of pariaman who made it but it's like special people yeah two groups in pariaman who made the tabuik namely the pasar group and the sumarang group yes yes that and Tabuik was made together and involved historian and cultural experts. Experts. Not only that, usually in the making of tabuik, also involved village community leaders. Oh, so it's not like the the people there, only like special people. <laughs> and the society and groups and work hand and work hand in hand to create tabuik and parade him, making this tabuik cost tens of millions of rupiah. That is expensive, really expensive. And tabuik is made both places and consists of two parts, namely the top and bottom. Oh, namely, yeah, it can reach 15 meters. And yeah, it is also, as I mentioned, it is decorated with colorful flowers and like cloth. Mm-hmm. Oh, and more details. Uh, the lower part of the body is shaped like a horse with wings, tail, and a long-headed human head. Yes, as I mentioned, the head of a girl smiling previously. That is kind of scary, honestly. I don't know how it looks like. I mean, like, I, I saw a picture of the tabuik, but I didn't see the, the smiling girl like the head of it yeah and i don't see the horse resemblance with its wings well we actually don't know how a burok looks like but i think it's yeah it's just a, re- a, a resemblance of it and i think it's pretty cool how they resemble it as like a horse with wings and tails and long-headed human head <laughs> and yeah and the horse as i mentioned is also made from rattan and bamboo and covered by black velvet cloth and on its four legs there is a picture of a scorpion facing upwards the horse is a symbol of the Burak, a vehicle that has ability to fly as fast as lightning and was used during Isra' Miraj of the Prophet Muhammad. Yes, and that said, Burak is believed to have brought Imam Hussein to heaven. Mm. Yes. In the center of Tabuik is formed of a plot of arches, the size of which is getting bigger and bigger. In the gate attach a typical Minangkabo craving, craving, I'm sorry, carving, carving motive. At the bottom and the top, the gate are bungo salapan, or it is a eight 
flower-shaped umbrellas with a paper base with carved or batik motifs. Mm. Yes. And at the top, the buik is decorated with a large umbrella wrapped in a velvet cloth and decorated paper that also have carving motif. On the top of the umbrella, it is a white dove statue. Ooh. Okay. Tabuik's foot consists of four crossed wooden beams about 20 meters long. Wow. The blocks will later be used to carry and tear Tabuik about 100 adults. Wow. A lot of people. Oh, that's how you carry it with the the blocks. Mm. Yes, yes. And in the past, during Tabuik party, a fight was usually held between residents from the Pasar and Subarang areas. In fact, there are several couples of. Uh, oh, sorry. In fact, there are several couples who separated and each returned to their original area in Subarang and the market. nice cool cool and on the 10th of Muharram 10th day of Muharram the procession the procession is officially opened with traditional dances including the Golombang welcome dance the indang seated dance and the martial arts performed that presents the story of Hassan and Hussein in theater the procession of two tabuik follows they are returned in circles and their umbrellas are shaken as the barriers. Approximately 20 for each tabuik. Rock them in a mock conflict symbolizing the Battle of Karbala. They proceed from the city center to the beach accompanied by loud barrel drums, hand-held kettle drums, and synthesizer music called organ, organ tunggal. Organ tunggal. And at the end of the journey, which occurs just before the evening prayer, both tabuik are thrown into the sea. The waves don't destroy is pulled apart by people themselves. For the destruction of two tabuik symbolizes both the end of the battle and ascent of Hassan and Hussein to heaven. Some people wade into the water in search of souvenirs and to destroy cenotaphs. Oh, and as what I read from like this article, actually, the this ceremony ceremony is originate from tenth century shite shite I don't really know how to pronounce it, but it's a tradition from Iran. But the earliest roots can be traced even further back to pre-Islamic Persian legends involving themes of redemptive sacrifice and the veneration of decreased heroes. Oh, okay. Pretty interesting actually to read. And yes, it's from Iran. And also, Sapoy Indians from Madras and Bengal brought the Muharram rituals to the western coast. Uh, they're the ones who brought it. Specifically, from people in the mi- in the Middle East? Yes, from the Middle East, the Sapoy Indians and Madras and Bengal. Bengal, Bengal, Bengal. 
Okay. And yeah. Really cool. Okay. And my opinion on this tradition is pretty amazing because people from Pariaman and like the two communities get like to work together and I just love how they cooperate each other corporate how they cooperate together and like make the tabuik together and how they carry it is pretty amazing and also very tiring because they make it only 10 days that's crazy how you make like a 15 meter what that's a coffin or like i don't know but it's really cool yes and yeah after this i get to learn a lot about my culture again i'm not my parents aren't like specifically from pariaman they're from bukitinggi and i don't know where my mom's from (laughs) i forgot but it's not from pariaman Oh, I mean, both of my parents aren't from Pariaman. I mean, my grandmas aren't also. My grandparents aren't also from Pariaman. So, yeah. I learned a lot. Wow. So, yeah. And I think that's all that I actually like want to explain. Thank you for actually listening to me. <laughs> Just, like, gasping a lot. Because, like, it's really to read this and yeah thanks for tuning in um and i'll probably see you next time on the next episode and yeah bye people